You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, everybody. It's Letitia. Hope you guys are having an amazing day. And I don't say that lightly. I say that uh, in all sincerity because, you know, I, I talk to people every day and their days aren't always so amazing. And so I just want to infuse some energy, some light, some enthusiasm in your day because I'm having a damn good day today. I don't have good days every day, but today is a good day. Um, so, you know, I like to update y'all on my life, right? Just just keep keep y'all abreast of the, the craziness that is my life. Well, I got the bright idea to take swimming lessons because I don't know how to swim and I love water. Make it make sense. But I took swim lessons from mandatory an elementary school starting in fifth grade all the way through the 12th grade. I was thinking to myself, how in the hell did they let me pass all those years and I still do not know how to swim? It was like my butt will come to the top and my feet will go to the bottom and I'm not going, I'm going nowhere fast, right? So I was just like, it's never too late to learn. So I signed up for swim lessons and the first one was this this past uh, week. And I go and, um, you know, I'm 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 pretty chill with it. I, I didn't have a swim cap or goggles because I was like, I'm not doing all that the, the first day. I'm just going to just, you know, just, just see what's happening here. So she was like, are you afraid of the water? No, I'm not afraid of the water. So we proceed to get into the swim lessons and she's like, okay, you got to kick. So listen, kick, cup the water, uh, put my head to my chest, blow bubbles, open my eyes under the water. And I said, look, ma'am, I said, we're going to have to pick two. I'm not a good multitasker, so all of these things you're telling me, I just can't remember all of them. I was like, now, nah, my feet are heavier probably than the most, so I got to kick a little harder. <laughs> she was laughing, and I was like, no, I'm really serious. But she gave me these goggles, and she said, are you opening your eyes? I was like, no. Is there something I need to see under there? She was like, you need, you need to see. So she was like, are you afraid to open your eyes? I said, not necessarily. It just doesn't feel just like instinctual. So then she wants me to open my eyes. So I said, okay, great. So I got the goggles on. And then she was like, are your eyes open? And I'm nodding my head, yeah. And I come back up and she was like, what did you see? Uh, shit, what, you knock need? Uh, you know, I'm always focused on the wrong thing. So there's that. I'm, I'm sitting there looking at her toe, her toe color and the fact that this girl was knock need, focused on entirely the wrong thing. So Anyway, you know, it was she was like, "You did great. You, this this won't take us long." Uh, I just listen. Here's my goal. I want to be able to just swim in the deep, like just be in deep water, and I can just hold my own. Because then things like things that I want to do in water, like jet skiing or other water based activities, won't instill that sense of fear in me. Because as much as I love water, I don't always want to be in it. Because I, I don't really like being in water where I can't see the beginning and the end of it. Um, so there's that. And then the other thing that I was thinking about with these swim lessons was my hair was swollen when I was finished. So 
I left. I was like, I look like I got a damn lion's mane. I was like, okay, we we gonna have to do. We gonna have to figure this out. Um, so, you know, I went and got my hair tamed the the next day, and so now I'm back to my normal self. But yeah, that was something. But I, I was really excited. And the water, you know, is very therapeutic for me. So there's that. Then today I was supposed to have a firearms class because. I actually got my carry license for Georgia, but I, being the responsible person that I am, I was like, let me learn the gun laws and let me actually take a class before I just go buy a gun. So um, it was it was canceled because of the heat, because like six hours of the class is actually held outdoors. So I was all ready to channel my inner SVU and, you know, just shoot some things up, but uh, not so much. That's That's just going to get put off. So we shall see about that. And what else do I have going on? Uh, my online twerk class is coming up, so I'm excited about that. Getting back in the gym this week, excited about that. I really prefer nature and sunshine. It's not like I can't have them both, but I like to heal in the summer and build, you know, non-summer. But yeah, so I'm going back to the gym this week. So the, my endorphins going to be popping. I can't wait. Well, I can't wait. I'm lying about that. I can't wait. It's the feeling of after I work out that gets it for me. It's not the actual workout. Like I, there is no way I can psych myself to just be like, I really look forward to working out. I don't. I look forward to the results of the workout and the feeling that I have after the workout. So that's the thing for me. Uh, let's see if there's anything else that's happening. Um, something else that I'm ha- happy about is that my clients have been having record-breaking months. So my second client this month, she actually had her highest revenue since she has started her business. And of course, I'm her coach, right? I, they do the work, but I'm just—I'm not just a coach. I'm a partner. But it just—it just fills my heart with so much joy when my clients have just like these breakthroughs, not just income breakthroughs, it could be life breakthroughs. One of my clients has been doing mindset work with me for three years and she's just at the place where now she's ready to do these things in her business, but that was her path and how long it took her to get there. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm always, I was telling my God this the other day and I say this to people, when you can do what you love, and what you were meant to do, and then you can do that with people that you love, and you can make a living out of it. Like it, it, there is just no greater feeling in the world than to show up every single day working with people that I love, doing what it is that I love. So if that is not your reality, you too can create that because there, there is, there is just no greater gift. So that's enough for just like updates. Let's see what we're actually talking about today. Let me tell y'all something. I read a lot. I do a lot of research. I'm not telling y'all that this is all scientifically based. This is <laughs> this is just stuff that just comes into my mind, right? So I, I just shoot from the hip, so to speak. Well, I was asleep the other night, and I mean, sleeping good, and myself woke me up. And so I'm, I'm up, and then I hear like, I heard the words like chemistry, compatibility, and connection. And I was just like, what the hell am I supposed to do with that? And so then it was just like I got flooded with all these thoughts about chemistry, compatibility, and connection. And so I was like, huh, that's pretty interesting. So I was like, you know what, I'll just I'll just talk about that at some point. I didn't think that it would necessarily be today, but let's get into it. Why is that important? Because 
the more that I learn about relationships, again, when I say relationships, I mean just relationships across the board, but probably the best application is, you know, romantic relationships, but but not necessarily. But the more that I learn about relationships and just attachment styles and all of these things, probably why those words came to me. And I, and I always think about just like the basis of relationships because the goal for me anyway is to show up healthier, more evolved, more mature in my relationships as time goes on, um, and also more self-aware. So I'm, I'm just really invested and committed to this learning. But when I think about the way a lot of my relationships were formed when I was just ignorant, you know, just lacking that awareness, ignorance simply just meaning that I did not know, I can see why they didn't stand a snowball's chance in hell. So chemistry was huge for me. If I didn't feel chemistry, it was a no for me. So if I felt strong chemistry, there might be a possibility. So chemistry, I was like, okay, we might have something to work with. So let me tell y'all something about chemistry. Chemistry, you might be involving your chemicals, right? Chemistry is not enough in and of itself for a relationship to work. And so this is why when people come together a lot of times and they might feel maybe emotional chemistry or physical chemistry or something like that, and they have all of these feelings, right? They Their dopamine is working. They go on these highs because their chemistry or their chemicals have been engaged and it can trick the mind into thinking that like this is really something that is good for you because of you you, you feel in this sense of euphoria or you feel in this sense of pleasure. But it's usually not sustainable by itself. So a lot of us make decisions and get into relationships with people, business, you know, romantic or friendship or otherwise, based on chemistry. But then as time goes on, you realize that there was no real compatibility. How can you determine whether or not you're really compatible with somebody beyond the chemistry? Sometimes you have to give it time. Sometimes you have to really have conversations because I'm a firm believer that if you really have conversations long enough with people, doesn't even take that long for me anyway. People will tell you exactly who they are and you can find out whether or not somebody is compatible with you or not. And if they are not compatible, you can take a hard pass on the chemistry, on that on that feeling, on that high, on that euphoria, right? Most of us, though, we don't know those things about ourselves, and so we keep making decisions based on chemistry. One of my friends and I, she was she was here in Atlanta, and she her daughter was was in dance, and uh, I, I went to the dance competition, you know, just hanging out with her and supporting her daughter. So as we were leaving, I was in the car on the passenger side. I saw a man in like a big truck. I didn't really see him, and so I wasn't paying attention. But apparently, he must have parked the truck and he was walking up the sidewalk. So she was outside talking to her daughter's father, and she she leaned in. She was like, Tish, do you see this fine man walking up the sidewalk? So I kind of looked out of my the mirror, and I saw this, this guy, about 6'5", hmm, 6'6", six, 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 handsome guy. And so he goes past, and then he turns around, and he looks at me, and then he kind of, he, he asked me, was I married, like pointing to his finger? And I said, no. And then, so he walked over to the car and he said, you know, he was there doing whatever. And he was just like, you know, maybe maybe we can have lunch before I um, leave town or whatever, something like that. I think we exchanged numbers. Now, this, this was some years back. So 
Couple of days go by. I think that might have been Saturday, Monday. He calls me and he asked me if I wanted to meet up for lunch. And so the hotel was literally like five minutes from my house. And I said, okay. And I said, well, where are you? He, he was he was at the hotel. He was actually staying at that same hotel. I said, okay, well, I'll come around there and meet you or whatever. So I came around there and he was like, you know, I'm still packing up my things. Why don't you just come up for a couple of minutes? I was like, uh, uh. Okay, it's whatever, but you, y'all, y'all, y'all know how that could be, right? I, I wasn't concerned about my safety or anything like that. Other people knew where I was, whatever. So I go up there. He he really was packing up his things, you know. And I just take a seat, and I'm just sitting there, just waiting on him to finish. And uh, <laughs> this this is what I'm saying. I'm I'm trying to get a hold of myself because every time I think about this damn story, so. He comes and he sits on the bed and I was sitting on the chair right there. And so he just starts talking, just shooting shit about random things. And then he motions for my foot. No, let me backtrack. I remember talking to him on the phone and he was just like, you have really beautiful feet. And I was saying, how did he see my feet? And I was sitting in the car when he came past. He was driving that big truck that I saw and from that distance, he was, I know my feet are big, but damn, he saw my feet all the way from there, right? So must have still been on his mind. So he he motioned for my feet. Now, on this particular day, I was feeling myself. I had on about four-inch heels. Now I'm six feet tall. If I had blonde hair, I would have been like damn near RuPaul. I was I was like feeling myself that day. So he motioned for my foot, and I was just looking at him like, what do you want? He motioned for it again. So I, I lifted my foot and he proceeds to take my shoe off and he grabbed the lotion, like the hotel lotion, and he starts massaging my my foot or my feet. So I was saying to myself, this is a bit weird. Not, not that it didn't feel good. It just felt like a bit, just like a bit weird. And then he was just like, what's wrong? You seem so tense. You must not be used to men pampering you. Nah, that's that's not really it. I'm just wondering if you got some type of foot fetish or something. It's, just, it's, it's giving me like weird energy, right? Whatever. So then he finishes packing. And I, I hadn't put my shoes back on because I was just, you know, just sitting there just waiting on him to get done. So he was like, all right, you ready? Let's go. Well, I don't know if it was some damn lard in that lotion or, or what, but I go to put my shoes back on. I can barely walk in my damn shoes. I'm slipping and sliding because now my feet are, are oily from this lotion. And I'm just like annoyed because I'm trying to get back to the car struggling in my heels. You know, my whole look is all messed up now because I'm struggling. I don't want you to touch me. I don't want you to help me. So anyway, we go to lunch. That's that on that. I bid him wherever he's going out of town. So every day after that, he would message me, good morning, my beautiful black queen. I said, good morning. Good morning, my beautiful black queen. I said, good morning. About the third beautiful black queen in, I stopped responding. Then he's like, are you ignoring me? I said, listen, text messaging for me, it's, it's not going to engage me. So if you want to communicate with me, you can call me. Uh, and, you know, so he called and he says, now, he was very physically attractive. Now, the, here, let me tell y'all where I digress. He did have a, he was a, I found out he was a Muslim, right? He had a part like very similar to Louis Farrakhan. I, I don't know why he did that. So we like nicknamed him Farrakhan, you know, just me and me and my friend just joking. Aside from that, though, he was a very, very handsome guy. And I did find him physically attractive. So I could feel that there could have been physical chemistry, right? But he, he called me and he was like, listen, I use all of modern day communication. So I'm going to text you. I'm going to call you. You know, I'm going to communicate with you in as many ways as I possibly can. I said, oh, okay. 
And then he said, and furthermore, he was like, I'm not a yes man. What? I'm What? He said, I'm not a yes man. I said, okay. I, I didn't give him any rebuttal. I didn't give him any fee. I, I didn't say anything. Because here's where I'm talking about with compatibility, right? Clearly, your ways of doing things and, and what you stand for and, and how you just go about things right off the top, it's a whole no for me. It's a whole turn off for me. I don't need to ask you again to do anything differently. I told him, if you want my attention, this is how you're going to get it. You decide that you want to keep texting me and using modern day, modern day communication, then I have every right to ignore you, which I did, right? So I just I just started ignoring them because it's just like if you you're a non-factor to me because I've communicated to you what is going to work for me in terms of communication. Probably three weeks went by and he called me. Hello. Hey baby, how you doing? I'm I'm good. What's happening? He was like, I'm on my way to Atlanta. And I said, oh, cool. And I said, how long are you going to be here? He said, um, how, how long you want me to stay? What? How long was you planning to stay? What you coming for? <laughs> then he was like, I said, well, my question, I said, well, where are you staying? He said, I'm staying with you. I said, no, for real. Seriously, where are you staying? He was like, I'm staying with you. I said, you're not staying with me. I said, you can't stay with me. He was offended. How come I can't stay with you? You... This I'd be saying to myself, like, is it me? I said, you're not staying with me? You think a foot rub that damn near had me busting my ass and your three good, mo- your, your uh, barrage of text messages, good morning, my beautiful black queen, is enough for you to come post up at my house for the weekend? You got to be out your damn mind. I said, listen, you're not staying here. If you would like to see me, I can meet you out and, you know, let me know when you get here. He was like, yeah, all right. He ain't never called me because he was annoyed. About two days later, I was like, damn, you, you still on your way to Atlanta? That's just me being petty Betty. But my whole point is, this: the, the man was damn near fine as frogs hair. I, I got to give it to him, right? And he was very fit, very attractive man. I could tell that he was very intelligent. But chemistry is not enough, right? Because I could see right up front, Here's some things right here that his way of being and his way of doing things is completely incompatible with me. So that was a long drawn out example of sometimes we make decisions based on chemistry, based on the feeling, based on euphoria, based on dopamine, based on like all of these things. And then if we can be honest, sometimes we're physical with people or we might have sex. When I say we, I mean all everybody, just generally speaking, right? Or you might have sex with someone And then women, especially when women have orgasms, they release the chemical oxytocin, which is the bonding hormone, the same hormone they release when you you hug and cuddle or when you breastfeed. And so now your chemicals have tricked you. Your chemicals have tricked you into thinking that someone is like a person for you or there is like real connection and compatibility when it was simply chemicals, right? It was simply your chemistry. So that's what I mean about chemistry versus compatibility. So sometimes if, if you could just keep your chemicals or, intact, right? And you just have conversations with people, people will tell you what it is that you need to know even if you're not asking them specific questions. I can remember, I, I'm telling y'all, I was the chemistry person, but oddly enough, chemistry was my worst damn subject in school. Go figure. I remember another guy that I was seeing. This was way back when I was probably still for the streets a little bit. And we were going to to the bowling alley or, or something because he was an avid bowler. 
And we were just having random conversation, and I don't even remember what happened, what we were talking about. And he was like, baby, I ain't no good. Say less. Thank you. Thank you, all right? We had strong chemistry. But guess what? You already told me you ain't no good. I done learned enough in these streets that when people tell you who they are, you can believe them. Sometimes they show you, sometimes they tell you. Thank you, sir, for the information. So my whole point is, if we could pay attention to compatibility in many instances and take our time, them chemicals gonna wear off. Those chemicals wear off, and then that's why you're looking like, who in the hell is this person? They're the same person that they have always been, but you were blinded by love and other drugs, or blinded by chemistry, blinded by potential, blinded by possibility, all of the stuff that comes under the umbrella of chemistry. And so that's how, in many instances, we break our own hearts. That's how many instances we serve ourselves because... Again, when you have conversations with people, people will tell you what they believe by what it is that they're just talking about. Just listen to people. You don't have to, I don't actively interview people like having a conversation with a man. Where do you see yourself in five years? What are your values? What do you, I don't, I just, I just let people talk. And in letting people talk, people tell you every single thing that you need to know. But again, Sometimes we don't believe them because the chemistry that we feel is so real. Chemistry will deceive you because chemistry alone is not enough to sustain a relationship, a business partnership, a friendship. It's not enough. I'm telling y'all, I have had a whole lot of chemistry in my life, and it's a trail of of bodies, so to speak, proverbially speaking, right? Where those relationships didn't last because we weren't compatible. And a lot of it was my own self-awareness, not even knowing who I was and not even knowing what would make me compatible with the person, right? So don't let chemistry deceive you into thinking something other than what it is, right? One of my friends, when she hears this, she'll know it's her, but we were having a conversation and there there was a, a gentleman that she was seeing and He kept saying, like, I I really like you and I really want to be with you, but I'm not, I don't, maybe he said, I don't want a long-term relationship or maybe I don't want a committed relationship. Here's this person expressing his truth. I know her and I know that she is a person who desires commitment and she's a person who pours her whole heart and soul into her relationship. And so she deserves that because that's what she desires. And so what I said to her was, he has told you his truth. So now you have an opportunity to ride on that chemistry and accept his truth to the detriment of what it is that you want, or you can let that chemistry go and trust that he has already communicated that he is not compatible with the things that you deeply desire, right? So it's 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 the pull of like the, the thing that's pulling at you the most. And chemistry, I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's not a hard thing to 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 necessarily pass up until and unless you have been burned enough by it or you're just real clear on who you are, what you want, what you value, and those kind of things, right? So here's the other thing, the last part of that. I think I said chemistry, compatibility, and connection. Connection is a whole nother animal. And connection is something that unless you've experienced true connection with someone, you might just settle for chemistry. But now that I know the difference, I can no longer just settle for chemistry. Connection for me, it feels like I found, my soul has found a home. Like it's just been on a long journey somewhere and I found somewhere that feels like home. I've probably found that in 
probably I can count it on my hands. And just like energy, it can't be created and it can't be destroyed. Connections, they just, they just are, right? Connections, you don't have to force them. You don't, you don't have to like think through it, overthink it. It's just, you just connect or you don't. So now I'm at the place where, in my life, where my work, my, my work with my clients, when I'm having initial conversations with people, all I'm trying to see is if there's connection between me and this person. Because, and this is business, there's connection with me and this person. I will invest my whole heart and soul as their partner in their journey and doing everything that they're looking to do. If I don't find that connection, guess what? The chemistry is not going to be enough. So it's, for me, it's not just in business. It's, it's across the board. Chemistry is not going to be enough. But when I find a connection, I'm in it, right? I'm committed. Because connection for me is the thing that fuels commitment. I used to always think that I had this huge problem with commitment. It wasn't that I had such a huge problem with commitment in many instances. I did. I would, there was some fear, but also I hadn't found connection. I hadn't found the thing that my heart really deeply connected to. And when I did, guess what? Commitment was easy. Commitment wasn't this, this, this hard thing. I wasn't afraid of it because I found connection. So now that I know what connection is, I can't settle. You, you, you could bring a myriad of, of people in front of me for business. I, I can't settle just for money. It could be men. They could be the finest. They could be the richest. They could be if my heart doesn't connect to people, even friendships, even just platonic friendships. I'm not messing with it. I can tell y'all on my hand right now, the people that I have deep and genuine connections with. We don't talk every day. We don't live in the same states. We don't have to talk every day. But every single time we connect, it's like we pick up right from where we left off because the connection is real, it's genuine, it's deep, it's authentic. We don't have we don't have to work at it, right? Because it it just is. It's just there. And that's something that's just it's, it's just almost like something that's just indescribable, but I find that so many people will settle for chemistry. And I just, I just can't do it. Again, you do what it is that you want to do. But I think that if you, if you go, like connection is at the level of your soul. Like connection goes so far beyond what you can put on paper, what you can like figure out. Connection is just like in your whole heart and soul. Like one of my, my babies that I was talking to, I remember um, telling her way back, I want to say this, this had to be over 10, 10 years ago. And I remember connecting with her and telling her, like, no matter what, I got you. Even right now today, there have been gaps in, in our communication time where we weren't actively communicating. Every time we reconnect, it's like we didn't stop. We pick right up because the connection is there and the connection is solid and the connection is real. So for me personally, I just cannot take fake surface when I know what's real. So I just want you to think about chemistry. And if you're allowing chemistry to override real compatibility, and then that next thing with connection, man, it'll just change your life and it'll just blow my mind, blow your mind, well, mine too, because connection has probably ruined it. Like now I can't, I can't settle for anything less than connection now that I know what that, what that is, right? So chemistry, compatibility, connection. The three C's. 
where do you fall into this? Just something to think about. Thank you guys so much for indulging my my crazy life stories and holding space for me and spending time with me today. And I love each and every one of you. And I mean that from the bottom and the top of my heart.